Loaded bases, that's my motivation. Feeling lucky, we should go to Vegas. 2018 motor transportation. Got me feeling over anxious like a home invasion. My dough inflated and I'm more creative. It's like a couple big deals, but it's no parade. Just a couple it's every generation. I wasn't supposed to make it out, but they code the matrix. And when they get to speak, it's like a coded language. Reminds that they strengthen all the stolen greatness. We used to friend at the mobile station. I want to thank everybody for coming out to the first Shoot Your Shot live podcast. My name is Wessie Westby. That's two S's, both of the Wesses. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> With the Trap Nerds podcast, I, I came out here to support my friends. How everybody doing? Uh, how is everybody doing? Y'all got some drinks in you yet or what, man? People act like they're scared to say something. My mentions be blowing. Okay. Yeah, this is going to be interactive, so y'all better be ready to speak a little bit. Introduce You acting real new. I ain't never seen you act like this before. Like, you know how to do Okay, we're going to introduce the cast. We're going to introduce the cast. We're going to start with the actual members of uh, the Shoot Your Shot podcast. It's your boy, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Diddy. A.K.A. Diddy Targaryen, A.K.A. Mr. Shoot Your Shot. We appreciate everybody coming out. Thank you so much. Hey, y'all. Hey. It's your girl, Allie Nicole, A.K.A. your favorite little shit talker. Hey. A.K.A. one time for the birthday, B. Hey. <laughs> Hello, y'all. I'm Ray Ball, a.k.a. Young Ray, a.k.a. Ray from Vaughn Hill, a.k.a. Press Down Blockiana. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. All right, Stephen Bell, SB. All right, that works. We don't tell you, so we want to put you on the spot, We want to put you on the spot. We have now an opening on the panelists. Keep fucking up. Keep fucking up. Don't make me hurt you. <laughs> All right, I want to just go over a little bit of the ground rules before we get started. I ain't security, but I can be, you know what I'm saying? I'm just playing. I don't want no problems. Um, while we're recording, we are asked that everyone put their phones on silent. If you're going to answer a call, please answer it outside of the building. Please keep the talking to a minimum or zero. Um, we are a family, so audience participation is encouraged, but we will not shout out or speak over the host, me, or any of the panelists. <laughs> host, me, Family or any of the is. panelists. That's what I was saying. Um, and one last thing. If you get jammed up, don't, don't mention, mention our, our names. names. Okay. If you get jammed up, that's on you and you alone. Don't blame us. We ain't had nothing to do with it. I ain't riding around and listen. <laughs> Cocaine Cruise ain't got no bail money. I'm not coming to get you, okay? All right, so we just want to um, start off uh, with some of our panelists here to hear about their weekend. Steven, how was your weekend, man? Uh, it was good. I did trap karaoke, so that was lit. That was very lit. I saw y'all perform. Good job, both of y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it was a good time. 
I'm trying to think other than that. We did a brunch Sunday fun day, and that was about it. The real question, Stephen, is when are you sober? Oh, (laughs) okay. Actually, (laughs) actually, (laughs) Monday through Friday. Very Wait, shots fired. It's Wednesday cool though. though, right? It's cool. Nigga, as far as your concern is, <laughs> for your concern, is that <laughs> I live my best life. I went to the Reds game today. It was a great time. It is. It is a Wednesday. Stephen, we need to know what's your day job. I don't have one. I enjoy my life. <laughs> okay. Oh, you're like Tommy very... from Martin. Got it. Yes, it's great. It. And um, let me know how that unemployed life feels. It's very lit. When your bills is paid, you got money, it's great. Stay lit. Stay lit. But no, the weekend was cool. Um, Trap karaoke was really dope, and I appreciate them bringing it to the city. Um, it went really good. So other than that, that was about it. My weekend was really mild. I just stayed in the house. I worked. I coached. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know about that life. I don't. Your friends say otherwise, right? What the fuck was I doing? I was, I was living Bond Hill at my house. <laughs> well, I can't say that I had a mellow weekend at all. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Durags and Mimosas. You know what I'm saying? Wherever they are. I know they're in the building somewhere. Um, definitely had your girl drunk for her birthday. I think I woke up at 10 a.m. on Saturday to a mimosa. Um, as I should, as I should. Um, I'm pretty sure, I don't remember too much of Saturday. I know I ended up on stage at Trap Karaoke like a couple times. You know what I'm saying? I was lit. It was lit. Sunday, don't remember too much, but I know I ended up in Columbus and, you know, I, I ended up in Columbus. And that's all, that's all that matters. So God, nothing but the blood. Um. I think my weekend was pretty much consisted of making sure she was as drunk as hell as much as possible. Mission accomplished. You know what I'm saying? Because I just got to keep the same energy they gave me on my birthday weekend. We we were trying to certifiably kill you. And y'all didn't do it because I'm a real nigga. No, I recall vomit. I recall vomit. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Wait. Wait, because there's some witnesses in the house. They were not, there not on your birthday. birthday. Not this birthday, I guarantee it. Well, you know I what? Your mama a deacon, you sure? I guarantee no? it. I guarantee He's it. all right. Keep that energy on Sunday. That's all Listen, right. I'm going to keep that energy and pray for you. <laughs> but um, long story short, we just, we just got to make sure, you know, made sure she enjoyed her weekend. It was a torrential downpour on Saturday because, you know, Mother Nature like to hate every now and then. But one monkey don't stop no show. Okay, so Stephen finally came through on one of his words. After many times of promising a birthday bottle, he finally got it. It was a cheap bottle of champagne. (laughs) He hit me with the Andre. (laughs) Andre? Andre? That's about $6.99, though. With your Kroger Plus points, it's about $7.99. Plus tax. Plus tax. All right. But, but <laughs> you got to use your Kroger card with that. No, it was there. Was, I think that bottle may have cost you. Actually, you know what? You're the promoter. They probably gave that to you for free. You passed the blessing on. Okay, well, there's Happy birthday, though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we went to, you know, went to Stephen's day party over at Astor. He also tried to charge half my friend group. But again, long, 
we gonna leave the past in the past. You know what? We gonna get into this right now. We gonna get into this right now. We gonna leave the past in the past. Why are you bringing up old shit, right? Not hitting. I'm trying to just go to the future. For the record, I didn't pay for the party. You did not pay for you're a right, thing. You're right. I, I gave you some champagne for your birthday. That didn't have to. And it don't matter what it was. You got it. Yeah, okay, and, and I got nothing out of that. Okay. So listen, I'm not the one we're sleeping say, with. We're gonna enjoy that, and we're gonna keep it moving, right? Yes. We're gonna keep exactly. It moving. Go ahead. Next thing. My weekend. I was still recovering from a. Uh, <laughs> Opening day, you know, so Man. I was, I was, I was in the house. Opening day took it took, took a everybody out few few years off my life. Opening um, day is Cincinnati Christmas because right. it's the only holiday in Cincinnati that I would like the best free holiday, and especially when you have a director or a boss or whatever who keeps that same energy. He knew what time it was. He's like 9 a.m. on Thursday. I mean on Friday, bring your ass in. I don't care what happens on Thursday. Perfect. All right, so, okay. Uh, um, I don't mean to somber the mood, but you know we got to talk about it. We had some uh, unfortunate news this past weekend. Um, the late Nipsey Hussle um, lost his life, had six shots right on, um, what was that, Slauson and, and Crenshaw? Right in front of his store. Right in front of his store. Um, we're going to get into a little bit of that. So, um, first of all, we'll start with Allie. The birthday girl. Hey. Um, when you make it, do you have to leave the hood? Like, do you have to leave the hood once you make it? I always said that, like, I would always own property in the hood because I always believe in giving back to where I, you never, you can't get too far removed from who you were because then you slowly start to become that person again. So as far as giving back, maintaining, you know what I'm saying, my, my charity, maintaining, like, home base, of course. But as far as where my family and where my nest is, absolutely, you gotta go. For safety reasons, because as high as you climb, there's always somebody who's trying to tip that ladder over. So you have to. So everybody's, like, there's always a hater. There's always somebody who's not as happy for you as you think they are. So, I, you know what I mean? Think about it, he got caught slipping without security. He didn't tell nobody where he was going, and it took that one time of being comfortable. In his own hood. It's not like he was back there slinging or... The crazy thing I think about is that if he was over there, like, still slinging drugs or still being on trash, then he wouldn't even got jammed up. He was actually doing good and got jammed up being good. So imagine you, you know what I'm saying? Imagine you go, getting to this place of excellence and then having your life taken being excellent. So absolutely, like, the moment that Ali Nicole becomes that bitch, that girl, are we about? But I'm always never going to forget where I came from. And my home base is always going to be there. Um, okay. Um, I don't think you have to leave the hood to leave the hood. I think that you can remove yourself residentially from the hood, but you can still have a, a stake in it. And I think that Nipsey Hussle was still someone who had a major stake in the hood. I mean, he owned the strip mall that his store was in. So it wasn't just like he had a store in that area. He owned the entire residential area, or sorry, the commercial area. Like, that was something that he was invested in. So no, you don't have to leave the hood to leave the hood. Um, I'll say maybe a year or two ago, there was on Viceland, there was a documentary with Chief Keefe. He had to leave his hood. He moved to LA and he's caught a lot of flack about it. But he knew for his career, for his family, for his life, that's something that he needed to do. But then again, I mean, like, 
you're making millions of dollars. You don't have to live there. You can live in a bigger house. You can have a place where your mother can live, where your family can live, where your kids can play. You can afford those luxuries, and you worked hard for it. So why not? But still, again, have a stake in it. Like you said, have a nonprofit. Talk to the kids. Talk to the kids. Do something for the community so you can still have a stake in it and not necessarily live there every single day. Okay, so going along with that, um, how do y'all feel about the impact of social media during the times of tragedy? You know, everybody and their mama's posting about Nipsey right now. Some people never even heard him before today. You know, some people have heard him but never posted anything about him before. How do y'all how do y'all feel about that? Um, so a couple things. First and foremost, I think first and foremost, social media during any sort of tragedy major is it's absolutely garbage. Like, um, not only was all this conspiracy theories, like, you know, and, and, then, and then I think I take, I think I, I got mad when people are using, like, tragedies such as, like, you know, Diddy losing Ken Porter or Nipsey Hussle to kind of, like, subtweet the nigga that don't like him right now. And, like, you never know what you have until he's gone. So, like, like baby, like, he'll text you back later. Like, relax. <laughs> but I also look at it, like, for, for those people, like, oh, now y'all want to be fans of Nipsey. Like, you can't own fandom, right? Like, it's, it's natural for someone passes, especially someone who passes suddenly, for people to be interested in that person that may have not been interested before. And also, considering Nipsey Hussle owns all his masters, so every time you stream Victory Lap, every time you stream one of his mixtapes, his family directly benefits, I would think as a Nipsey Hussle fan, you would want more fans to, to, to kind of come into the fold in order to benefit his family in their time of tragedy. But social media in general, absolute garbage. Like, absolutely garbage. I, I almost wanted to delete my whole social media, but I had to promote for this podcast. <laughs> but it was just absolutely garbage with the different conspiracy theories. If I hear one more thing about Dr. Sebi, I'm going to lose it. Um, but different people, like, you know, just the whole thing, just I won't recommend it. So I won't say it's garbage. I'll say it. I think... You can quote me. You can quote, quote me. I get where you're coming from with that. I think... It's pros and cons to it. So part of it, I think, is dope is that the awareness comes from it. So it's a lot of people who never would have known what he stood for, never would know anything, but they've just seen it posted. It's an awareness aspect from that. I think on the other flip side is the social media aspect makes you, it can cause you to be ignorant to other things going on. And it just makes you be like, everybody else posing this, so I'm going to feel this way. In reality, you might not really feel that way or know what you're even feeling, but you just see everyone else feel that way, so you're like, all right, I'm going to do it too. So I think from that aspect and also from the point of understanding that just because these people are in your social media network, that doesn't mean there's the only thoughts out there. Right. Those people are in your network because those are people that you follow, people you're interested in, but there's a whole other world. So I think it makes people ignorant to other thoughts and views and mindsets out there. So when something like this happens, everyone starts to conform to those same types of viewpoints, right. whether they genuinely feel it, whether they know what's going on, whether whatever. So I think it can be a crutch. And like at the same time, I think we still should put on ourselves to distance, challenge, research, and then say, if we are going to go to social media, be informed enough to know what exactly we're talking about. <laughs> so I think as long as you do it responsibly, it can be very beneficial. So I'm not going to say it's garbage, trash for that aspect, but to just blindly see stuff on social media and just like, all right, I feel this way now because everybody in my timeline feeling that way is trash. So I, I think that's so. fair. I also think that times like this remind us to take a break. I, I know I logged out a couple times. Like I know 
I distance myself because pain is pain, and it's easy, especially I'm very empathetic, and I find myself absorbing things that aren't necessarily mine to absorb. I find myself attaching myself to emotions because you want to be relatable and you want to be there, but at the same time, you can't take on more than what you know you can bear. Um, as somebody who definitely has struggled with anxiety, um, who definitely has had her own battle with depression and emotional and having an issue mo uh, balancing my own emotions, that the moment that something like death hits or, you know what I mean, a tragedy or something uh, extremely emotionally challenging comes along, I attach myself to that feeling because it's humane. But at the same time, self-care is important and you can't tack on too much and you have to be fair to yourself and, and know when to say, okay, I've had enough and detach. And also social media is extremely like insensitive. Why do you need to see somebody dying to know they're dead? Why do you need to see Lauren London breaking down at the hospital to know that she's in pain? Why do you need to see it in order to believe it? You know what I'm saying? If I told you that I lost the love of my life, why can't you that just be enough? Why must you see me? Why, why do you have to see that? It takes away from the intimacy and the humaneness of being an actual person. So. Okay, um, so going along with this, um, can y'all talk about another celebrity death that you took personal uh, or that for, affected you? Uh, for me, uh, first one was Stuart Scott. Because oh, yeah. um, as someone, like as a black male who watched Sports Center every night, like, like I was almost raised off of him into an aspect where I was like, you know, you was a constant figure that you would see every single day, you know, from I was like, you know, growing up to like a full adulthood and to see him lose his life, lose his battle with cancer uh, really affected me. I think the second one, um, Mac Miller. It's because Mac Miller was around my age, right? And it was like, we don't, we're at the generation where our heroes, our, our, our idols are passing. And it was like a real somber reminder of your own mortality. Where it was like, man, like, Mac Miller was 27, I'm 27. So it's just like, shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I think those are the two that really affected me. My one had to be Whitney Houston. Anybody that knows, Whitney Houston is one of my idols. She's my favorite singer. It's literally Whitney, Whitney, Tina Turner, Beyonce, in that order. I'll fight over it. You feel me? You felt me. You felt me. Yeah, so when Whitney Houston passed, like, I get it. Like, what we failed to realize is that her drug addiction was, the, was um, a symptom of what she was battling with. It wasn't the cure. So, yeah. Um, go ahead, Ryan, which one took you out? To be honest, like, it's still very new. Still very new. Like, I don't get uh, very attached to a hold lot on, of... Hold on, hold uh, on, uh, Y'all being kind of rude. Y'all can go home. We, the show, one, one monkey don't stop nothing. Thank you. But I like y'all here. <laughs> we just need to make sure the sound quality is good it's, enough yeah, it's for the little, people who can... It's a little, you know, a little chatter. <laughs> All right, so um, it's, it's still new, but honestly, it was... The biggest one that impacted me, honestly, was Nipsey Hussle, um, because I don't attach myself a lot to celebrities. I, I don't follow a lot of celebrity artists um, because their lives are not relatable to me. Um, the things that they do, the things that they say, it's cute, it's cool, whatever, but it's not the things that I deal with in a daily life. So I guess as a, as a young social activist, the things that he stood for were very, very tied, tied directly to things I do on a daily basis, um, the communities that he's in. Um, so. I mean, I'd 
I shed like two, three little tears. Like it really, it really hit me because it wasn't that he was just a rapper. Like, you know, you know, LeBron has a more than an athlete thing. It's, he was more than just a rapper. He was a community advocate. Um, he really touched the lives of people. Like he even came to Cincinnati last year and did a vote, a voting thing at what was it? Um, OTR at OTR Live. Live. Yeah. It was OTR Live, and that really woke, like, really woke me up to his wokeness. Like I knew he's a good artist. I knew that he had a good message, but his wokeness. Um, but again, like it's really hard for me to to feel a certain way about a lot of artists because again, I'm not, I don't have an emotional tie to them. Um, but that was probably one of the hardest ones for me. All right, well, I was gonna say, <laughs> Nip. but anyway, but like, still like Nipsey, it felt like one of the homies died, which is like a weird feeling. Like we're out kicking and all of a sudden it's like Nipsey Hussle died. You like, what? Like, and so that feeling was just, it just wasn't a good, it wasn't a natural feeling. Like death is like, it happens, but that just wasn't real. Cause it felt like one of our niggas died. Like, and so everything he did, like everything, like it just was, it shouldn't have happened. And then once I like talked to some of my Eritrean friends, I didn't know he was half Eritrean before his death. And so once I learned that, and they let me know all the stuff he was doing in the Eritrean and Ethiopian communities, which was like a whole nother level to everything. I already knew he was doing the black communities, just like a, a second level of pain in his death. So his death to me just is like, it hasn't set well yet, but in the, in the light of it, it's just like, okay, this happened, as fortunate as it is, what can we do to, instead of just keep mourning it, dwelling on it, what can we do to make his death mean something for us? So I think for him, his touch in the black community and as far as the awareness of young black professionals like most of us are and just black people in general, he lived for that. Like he lived for that advancement, he lived for that like, okay, we're gonna teach them tech, we're gonna teach them how to get ahead in these different areas that are not normally taught. You don't have to be a rapper, you don't have to hoop, you know, whatever it is. How can we live forward to that? And so for me, like that death was hard. And like, as the days have worn out, like whatever narrative's been painted for, whatever, how this happened, who did this, what the, it really doesn't matter in the, the day. It's what he stood for during his life, what things he was willing to expose regardless of what happened and what things he lived for. So. For me, that one, it, it was a personal death because it was like the things that we all care about, a part of it felt like it died in that. Because it was like someone who was living, standing for those, died. But then it was like, no, that's more life to it. So it just, it took me like, all right, everybody that's around me that was hurt by it, whatever, all right, let's take that energy and put it back into what he was standing for. So that was mine. Okay. We going we going to switch it up here. RIP Nipsey. Who knew you had that in you? Who knew that? I, I knew, but behind all the alcohol there's there's, there's a death in there too. <laughs> all right. I'm sure y'all have uh heard of your boy uh Lil Nas X. Who heard the song Old Town Road? Let's start there. If you heard the song heard the song Old Town Road. It's black. It's black. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. All right. So, what are your thoughts um, on a black country artist in today's climate? What, what do y'all think about that? Because you know, they took your man down from the billboard on the country side because they said he wasn't country enough. 
So what, what are your thoughts about that? So to keep it 100, I have never heard this song before. I've never heard this song. And it, no, no, it's not because I, and no, it's not because I don't want to or any of those things. My point is, yeah, all right, all right, all, 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 whatever, whatever, yeehaw, whatever. But the point is the, the that, black yeehaw, the black yeehaw yeah, like the point is, is that it doesn't matter what type of music he made. The, the point is, is that one genre of music, which is typically one genre, one race of individuals, decided that his music wasn't marketable to their market, so they decided to take it down. But granted, had Miley Cyrus done something with a guitar and a trap beat, I guarantee she could have been performing at the CMA, just like... Please. I mean, I'm just saying, like, it, when it's convenient for another genre to cross over, and they understand they can market that, cool, we'll let you come over. Come on, you can perform at the CMAs, we'll give you awards, all this shit. But then... When it doesn't make sense to you, or when you feel like it's too trap, or it's too rap, or it's, it's too black, to be honest, when it's too black, then it becomes an issue. Now we gotta take something down off the billboard that clearly has some guitars, and some bass guitars, right. and some yeehaws in the background. They took the yee out the man's haw. Like and I feel bad about it. You know what I'm saying? They took the yee out my man's But you yelled away at Walmart, and now you get to go to South by Southwest Fest. Yeah, Which is clearly well, who was that? Who what what type of what type of event I mean, let's is that? Talk it's a about cultural the event. It was a white, it was a black man making country music. So of course, of course, it, it was. You know what it is? It's disappointing, not surprising, and that's where I'm gonna leave. Like you know, it's so typical. Like of course, of course not. Hold on. The question was, what are your thoughts on a black country music artist in get, today's are we climate? That too? So like, I don't think he's just a black country music artist. no. He's a I'm black just saying this is a general question. It's a general question. Well, so first what and are your black thoughts people on that? The country in the first place. Let's, let's keep it on. And rock and, and, and um, like and because everything. because Ray Charles was making quote unquote country music way before a lot of these modern country artists were even thinking about it. So first things first. First things first. Like that's ours anyway. Um, and secondly, if if we're allowed, if we if we could allow to kick Lil Nas X because his song is not country enough, I personally want the smoke of Malcolm Moore getting eight Grammys. Um, I, I don't want Miley Cyrus to ever step foot in another hip hop award ceremony. If we if we if we keep if we keep in that energy, let's keep that same energy all time around. Because people who are not of the culture, who we come in can come into our culture, do whatever the fuck they want, and then when it no longer serves them, leave. However, Lil Nas X, boy out of Atlanta, figured I just want to have a little fun with some, with a banjo. With a banjo, a trap beat, and some guitar. And we was like, nah, fam, you you not country enough. Taylor Swift, the whole ass pop artist. She's still on the country, she's still on the countryside. Hell, they put Taylor Swift on the rhythmic charts. But see, they didn't keep that same energy with the Dixie Chicks and Beyonce performance. They, you can't even Google that bitch. So I mean, I mean, it's like I said, it's typical, not surprising, disappointing, of course, because it's like, yeah, I cool, cool. Um, you know what, Wesley? All right, so I wanted to chime in on this. Y'all know um, uh, Darius Rucker. He black, and he been on the country music charts, top charts for years. He, he was with Hootie and the Blowfish. That was more like a, I don't know what that was. That was like a pop Q102 type track, you know, tracks that they was putting out. But then he went straight country, and he, he sell out stadiums. So he ain't the first one, but I'll say this: but Does he not, really? Does he really celebrate Nas, the culture? He you know really ain't about the culture. I'm, but, <laughs> but, 
He's, but but black, think about he how black. he marketed himself. You're talking about somebody who came from his background was Hootie and the fucking Blowfish. A Blowfish. You know what I'm saying? Hootie and the Blowfish. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. I mean, that was like. <laughs> she got mad at you. I ain't buying his albums. You know what I'm saying? Blowfish. He was never a part. I mean, yes, he was. He, this could be kind of unfair to say, but yeah. So yes, he is a black man, but he never identified himself as he an R and B artist, right? He was never. He was never an R and B artist. He was never a, a crooner. He never like. He never made any songs that I would twerk to somebody on. He never made a song that I would even slow grind. Like he never made anything. I'm just saying it. We'll shake that ass to anything. Well, I'm just saying, so like he's not a he's not a good representation because he's not he was never a part of our music community. He was never a part of that. Who was he married to? A white woman. A white woman. You gonna play it? But but I feel like because. But, but, you know, Lil Nas has put some 808s on it. We're trying to get the song queued up for you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Everybody knew you were white. No, what the fuck did I say, Wes? What did I say? Nah, she's spicy white. She's white as fuck. Her name is Beth, goddammit. How many Beths do you know as a black woman? I wait. He said she looked more and more white as I look at pictures. Nigga, she's white. Like, it ain't no. Spicy cool. white. Like, Look, man, somebody got to play devil's advocate. Sriracha mayonnaise. Hey, sometimes the devil don't need an advocate. He do bad all by himself. The devil's a grown-ass man. He don't need no help. He don't need no help. You know what, Wes? Wesley West? I think this is a segment where we should get a little messy. You ready to get a little messy? I like to get messy. Let's get, ooh, wings and teens. It's two S's and mess, too, just like Wes, you know what I'm saying? You talking my language? Yeah. We can get we can get a little messy. What are we gonna talk about? Top five, top five. All right. Better alive. Top five, top five. So last. <laughs> last. Um. All right. So we want to know. All right. I'll start with Ray on this one. You got three. You got none. So. Okay. We're gonna talk about the top five people. Relax. You would risk it all for. And this is celebrities or regular civilians. But they said before we started this that Steven has to say celebrities for some reason. Because I care about his life. Because I, you know what? If Steven wanted to not say, if Steven wanted to not say celebrities, it's all him. Let, uh, let, you said what But we, we gonna start with Ray on her top five. Steven is a part of the faithful black man. Steven no, is a part of the faithful black man community. <laughs> you gotta have a girlfriend to be faithful. He, 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 he in training. Oh, you got a he, girlfriend? He in training. He in, you know what I'm saying? Like, what'd you say? What'd you say? He, he you a neo in the faithful black man community. You in training. We gotta induct you in. Y'all Facebook official? Black men don't cheat. Facts. Oh, okay, my bad. Facts. My bad, my bad. I ain't know. What'd you say black men don't cheat? Black, okay, black men may not cheat, but this five, six, do. seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven <laughs> black men in this room who I know cheat. They done cheated with me. Oh, oh, oh. Listen, if, ooh, if any man ooh. that you think is black cheated, he had a little mix of something else in him. It don't ooh. count. What? What? What did he have in him? German? Listen, Austin Amigo, so he's Mexican. I'm just. Kevin Hart, sure he don't count. Tristan Thompson, Canadian, he don't count. So wait, you mean to tell me men under five, eight don't count? 
Yeah. Oh, then so give me what? Three wait, fifths of man wait. to not to count. Okay, okay. <laughs> wait, wait. I need to get the facts. I can so, claim my time. So. That means my wholeness has been erased. If right. men under five eight don't count, my wholeness has been erased. <laughs> it's been erased. Hallelujah. Paula Patton. Hallelujah. And you guys, yeah, Paula Patton statement. She's in oh, she's right. your risk it all? Right, right. What's your, what's your top five? What's your top five? What's your I top? didn't make it all the way through. Okay. So, I, I mean, okay, so, uh, uh, all right, so I'm going to go complete thought-wise, and it's still going to be probably Aubrey Drake Graham up there. I'm sorry. I'm I sorry, y'all. He got the beard. He was hitting the waves. He wasn't hiding the kid from the I'm world. Sorry. He's hiding the world from the kid. I don't care about the kid. That, the kid's he always... He's <laughs> That nigga, that nigga <laughs> that saw his kid child once. is in Australia. When I go down under, cool, we can kick it. But otherwise, Him I'm in America. Him and Drake are from the same book. So okay. here we go. We go to the birthday parties. Whatever. It's fine. Yo, him and Dre are parent from the same book. I, okay. She got a Drake learned his parenting skills from Future. Well, pull-out they, skills they was, are much better. Fair. Okay. Fair. Okay. Hey, Future need that new. <laughs> hey, I'm a, I'm part of Future Eye, but he need that new male male birth control. He need to be the first nigga on it. Problem? Nigga, are you on the pill, bitch? Are you on the pill? <laughs> we can do this can together. Can we switch that for a second? Can, like, what are our thoughts on the male birth control? They should. It's hard. Listen, you should disarm a gun no. and hit a bulletproof vest. It's easier to disarm a gun than hit a bulletproof vest. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Hey, I'm just saying, it's been a lot of weight on us for a long time. First and foremost, <laughs> let's, be, let's be honest with ourselves okay? here. It's been a lot of let's weight on us. Let's be honest with ourselves here. <laughs> if, you, if you really feel like, feel like trusting niggas to take that pill every day. If you really you, feel like trusting niggas to take of that pill every day. Listen, you're going to have a lot of unplanned like, babies. I'm just what? saying. Like we, if we, can we keep it honest? Can we keep it 100 right now? Let's keep it 100. Niggas don't even go to the doctor like they're supposed Woo! to. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Y'all really taking a pill? Is it wait? Is there a man in the audience who can say he would take birth control? Like, would you take a pill? Would you take birth control? Okay, please. <laughs> Nod your head. You have, there, we got one okay, man on birth control. We got one man. I would like to know the side effects first. <laughs> um, uh, weight gain, uh, mood changes, uh, lack of pregnancy. Uh, what you want? Because, what do you want? Because the methods I've been using now are still undefeated. So uh, I think I might say Facial no. hair sometimes, and some of y'all need it. I don't know. Um, I think if y'all took birth control, it helped your beard grow. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's going to help it connect. It's, it's a few. It it's how many connect in the building? Like, how many we got that even connect? It's a 10% connect rate in Cincinnati. Wow, wow. <laughs> I'm just saying, wow. like, you, you, that flourishes. You said, you said the beer connect rate, like Cincinnati Bell's Wi-Fi service? So that's I'm just crazy. saying. It's some, some summer boosts. But Ray, I like Ray. We ain't forget the North remembers. You owe us four more of these motherfucking. Uh, oh, okay. All right. So, all right. All right. All right. All right. So, I got more. Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, he's in Cleveland. That's a four-hour drive. I'm just saying, he, he's he's I'll like, go he's to my, my first young game boo. For that he's nigga. my young boo. Um, let's see. I don't. I was trying to think of a creative. Well, you did used to date like a seventy-year-old. Who? <laughs> you did used to date like uh, I didn't date a 70 year I went on a date. That is totally different. <laughs> like, a singular date is you, different. You, you, you was wondering we why really he was trying to take it. you during the early buffet hours? Like, First nigga, of all, <laughs> it was a classy <laughs> joint. His bedtime, 8 o'clock, nigga. Like, My bedtime is 9.30. It's so perfect. I was sleepy after the pasta. I'm just saying. She tried to enter the code, nigga. I'm not mad. I'm just, I'm I, not could, mad. I couldn't do it. I could personally, we did it once. 
He How? said he said the Facebook, I was done. The face okay. I was done. I was done. All right. All right. All right. So I do not like girls. I don't. But you sure straight women are my type. I respect every that was you? I respect every bit of a woman. Like, I will compliment any woman. Like, if you have good boobs, I'll compliment your boobs. If you have a nice ass, I'll compliment There's your There's like, some dry stitching going on in this right. back corner. Right! <laughs> yeah, like, he knows something. There's some dry stitching going on in this back corner. I mean, but Ray, you Anywho, know? Anywho, it be young and May. I know. Today's also nah. her birthday. Who said nah? It's just, I'll be, look, I'll be on her Instagram like, all right, you know what? Okay, I could do that bloody game. That is definitely okay. a All right, sis, you want me to braid your hair? I can do two braids any day. That's like, definitely I can a do that. It is. Yes. What? That also was my three. Well. Also as well. You know what? We got off top. So you start to see for yours here? Come on, come on, Paula uh, Patton. All right, that's Paula Patton? You call Steve a bad bitch. First of all, you was in my conversation. <laughs> Who's you rushed me? You rushed me. I had to rest my neck. You are not. I'm left. Steven, you're our guest. You gotta go. No, hold let's on. go. I don't have my list yet. Okay. You know, Wes, who would you get? Who would you risk it all for? I got, I got four off the top of the head. Um, I'm gonna go Rihanna, J Lo, Beyonce. Nicki Minaj. And I don't care if she's fake. I don't care. I want that shit to slap back. You know what I'm saying? It has to. In my mind, it does. Hey, you slap that, it's going to slap you back like a vibranium suit, nigga. Listen. Yes. It's more than that. you slap Nicki Minaj, that's going to slap back like Black Panther suit, nigga. It's just going to be like. Keep hating. I mean. I'll send y'all the videos. I mean, so we're only doing top five. Top five. Top five. Pussy, y'all so y'all so y'all ain't got no local dick. No local ass. Nothing in the city that you would risk it all for. Nothing. There's nothing in the room y'all risk it all for. There's nothing in the room we risk it all for. Calvin. How dare you try to get me jammed up on my show, nigga? Who the fuck? I said what I said. My your business. Listen, I ain't the one that got roses brought to me. My, watch out. Oh, watch oh, out. We did. She hit them. Watch out. Where they at? Where the roses at? What happened to the roses? See? See? Don't, hey, don't come for me unless the, I send uh, for you. I definitely saw you get bro brought don't roses. What happened to them? Don't come for me unless I send for you, baby girl. Ba baby girl. You knew better. <laughs> wow. Niggas ain't shit. I mean, my top five are real easy. And it happens to be local. You know what I'm saying? Six one king in the north. Y'all know. That's it. That's top five. Dead or alive. Top five, top five. It's all five. Dylan, 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 Dylan. Six one king in the north. Is that a guy name? If you know, you know. See, that's why you got to keep your eyes open because it's. You know So, Steven, you up? You up, Steven? Stop trying to run from this, nigga. I didn't have a list. I didn't have a list. I didn't prepare a list. Um, <laughs> why don't I have none to risk? I would risk. Paula Patton is one. I love Paula Patton forever. Okay, fair, fair. Y'all yeah, don't think Paula Patton? I fuck with Paula Patton. <laughs> Thank you, Dre. I fuck with Paula, Paula Patton. Patton is, all right, no, yeah, Paula fuck, Patton fuck, is the top She ain't on my top five, Thank but I fuck you, with Dre, her. Like, he get it. Her. All right, Paula Patton. Okay. I would for Cardi just be not for real for real, but just because of what I she's been doing. I mean, not for real for real, fuck Cardi. 
I mean, Cardi might fuck you. Cardi might fuck you. Like, I don't really, like, I wouldn't just put it in there, but, like, I You might fuck and leave $850 short. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, she put out some bad stuff, but. I want to say, Beyonce, just because. I respect Jay-Z. I respect Jay-Z. And Hallie, just for like old times' sake. So, Steven, you not gonna shout out your girlfriend? Hallie, he said Hallie. He said Hallie Berry. I will. It's not a risk for that. I'm talking about somebody risking for it. Yeah. I'm saying like celebrities. I mean, I was trying to, I was trying to help him. I was trying to help. 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 Before we call you out. Give me the mic before you get my nigga jammed up. Relax. But I'm trying to. You guys have a type. Who? Appetite. Yeah, all right. Okay. Is, is, that, is, is, that, is that your list, bro? Because I'm trying to save you from yourself. Okay. These these lists was kind of weak. Just I, so got, I got my, I think my, I think, I think my list. All the way messy. I don't know. I ain't going to be messy. I can't do it. I can't do it. Calvin, I just saw you try to finesse your little happy ass, black ass way up out of that. Top five dead or alive, nigga. Oh, yeah. Easy. All right, so. Name a celebrity and I'm going to bop you. Then bop me, nigga. Like, it's a risk at all, nigga. Every relationship I am in has a Rihanna and a Megan Thee Stallion clause. Meaning, yes. meaning if, I, if we, we could be married, if I ever have a chance of either one of them two, you're going to have to let me cheat and it's going to be okay. And you know what? Because if I love you enough, I'm going to try to get you along with it. But. It would be a sad day. It would be a really sad day if Rihanna took your bitch. You know what? If, if anyone had to take my bitch, I'll let Rihanna take my bitch. You know what? If, any, if I would prefer my bitch not to be taken, but if, if, if someone had to grab her, there's way worse than Rihanna. Some of these people have lost their bitch to a local nigga, so it's way worse than Rihanna. It's way worse than Rihanna. What? So you're saying your girl couldn't be taken if it did, it's over. Is that reciprocated? Oh, it's definitely not. It's definitely not. We gonna move on. What's the next? Okay. We not doing. No, we definitely know what we're talking about. We definitely. All right, guys. We trying to save you. We trying. You making it hard. Let's stay on topic here. You're making it hard, friend. <laughs> all right, topic, listen. Before, so, I'm trying to make sure Steven don't leave here with his ass beat, and he's trying to really hard to not leave here with Steven to be all right. Really? He'd be all right. All right. All right, so we want to know. I heard the shoot your shot is only $5. So we still got drink special. Continue. Yes, go go ahead. Get get us in order, bro. Get us in order. I'm trying. Y'all don't listen. Um, we want to know about your best or your worst or both. Right. Shoot your shot experience. All right. Whether it's a DM, whether it's a text message, whether it's in person, whether it's you know you put somebody on a billboard. <laughs> if you lost, I ain't, I ain't got that money yet. Um, I'll, I'll go first since I went last on this one. Have you have you ever shot your shot in a DM and then had someone else screenshot your shot back to you? All right, so so focus, Steven. <laughs> so um, so okay, y'all, let's listen up. So I think my worst one was I was on Twitter one day, doing doing as what Twitter's made for. I'm sliding in DMs, 
And so I slide in this young lady's DM, right? You know, fuck it. On some, on some fucking shit. Did not know that she was friends with one of my homegirls. And then, I, so I slide in the DMs, try to shoot my shot. My homegirl sends me the screenshot back like, nigga, really? Like, like it's, it's not only that, she starts critiquing the shot like, nigga, you could have done better than that. Like, you, you, you sent her the hay with the looking out, you better than that, nigga. Like, she starts legit going through and critiquing my shit. And so, I was appalled, personally. Because I ain't never had somebody send me a screenshot that wasn't already involved in the screenshot. Now, there is one time I sent a screenshot to the person I was screenshotting on accident, but that's another story. But, um, so that was my worst. You want to go to your worst? So, I have two. I have one where I was actually the shooter. So it's last summer at Treehouse. <laughs> Treehouse always gets you jammed up. I don't care what you do. Treehouse will always get you jammed up. So it's happy hour. I'm already like maybe three shots in. <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> Yo, some of my homegirls were there for this. So like shout out to Jane, shout out to Taylor. They know this story. But um, so I'm at Treehouse and um, my friends pick on me because the men that I typically go, go after are short. You drive a Chevy Cruze. A Chevy Cruze is not made for niggas taller than 5'8". <laughs> wow. No, if you want to fit, if he wants to get in, he'll fit in. <laughs> <laughs> you drove me my knees are to my chest, nigga. I know you're not fucking with tall niggas like that for real, for real. You made it. Tall niggas. <laughs> That's all you need. Tall niggas also have their own car. Okay? They also have their own car. Yikes, this isn't about me. It is. It is. This isn't about me. Okay. Anyway, anyway, so I'm drunk and I'm at Treehouse and it's late. I've been there. I got the happy hour special in. We didn't have a couple of rounds. I am feeling myself, okay? And so my friends were just like, I bet you won't shoot. And I'm like, look at me. I'm going to shoot. You know what I'm saying? My titties was out. My hair was done. You know what I'm saying? Little booty was sitting, kinda, 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 kinda. You know what I'm saying? Little booties matter. Shout out to all of them. You know what I'm saying? Period. You know what I'm saying? I squat though. Anyway, so I was feeling myself and I was drunk. Okay, so I walk up and I approach this young man. First of all, he was at least six foot. So I had to, and I had on heels. Well, no, why not? But I had on my heels, and I had to look up to this man. So I was like, okay, perfect. He was light skinned. He was a Drake type. You know what I'm saying? Drake type. <laughs> you know? I walk up to him and I said, I bet my friends slurring. My friends told me I couldn't talk to a guy this cute and this tall. He was like, what? He was like, you have a good night, shorty. <laughs> and I bullshit you not. I, two months later, I ran into this man. He did not know who I was. And I was like, cool, cool. Or at least he pretended like he didn't know who I was. Save me the secondhand embarrassment because I couldn't. Ray, what about you? I'm still, I'm, I'm still discovering mine. You're discovering? Okay. I see a lot of shots. Okay, all right, all right. We appreciate a Westbrook type. We don't call her Ray Ball for no reason, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Steven. Go ahead, go ahead, Steven. Steven, you don't miss, you 
I don't miss no shot. <laughs> shoot or shoot. Shoot or shoot. Nah, um, Especially when you're giving nah. out free bottles of Andre. <laughs> <laughs> Still don't miss. But not nah, like, so, um, no, nah, I had one where like, it was like a day party and we didn't have any food. And so I just had some chicken wings. So I just came up, it was like, I got some wings, said, what's up? And all you need is chicken wings. Like, it's really that, it was just wings, shot with that. And, uh. But here's the thing, though. I wings, walked up. I was like, what's up? And I had language. some wings. I was like, I was like, you want some wings? They were like, like I had. Listen, you pull up with shorty with, with Who would say no? If you That's was at a day party, you was lit. Somebody, and I walked up. And I was like, you got, you want some wings? You're not going to say. Exactly. It works. It works. We, we, we call that knowing your target. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it well, don't matter. But if, that would have sealed the deal. It wouldn't have worked. But yeah. But. So, were they chef nail wings? No. Exactly. So I'm just saying, like, if they was that, if they was Chef Nell Wings, it would have been a wrap. No, you got to you gotta save a Chef Nell Wings for the person you love. You can't save that for just a random. You got to save it for the person you love. It was like, that's that's a special. Like, I say, I take them home with me. But, like, that's all. So it was like, what's up? Ask some wings. So what's up? That was like the shot. Okay. Has anyone shot at you and how did it work out? You said what? Has anyone shot at you and how did it work out? It be happening. <laughs> but no, it's cool. Like, it's okay. cool. It works. Faithful black man. Faithful black man. No, it's cool. Like, it's... Now, 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 Ray, we not private. letting you slide off this. I want you to know. Really? Y'all should. We not letting you slide. Let me be, let me be the sixth man. Ray be what? Ray be what? Actually, Ray, I remember Ray. a time that you got Ooh. shot at. I remember this. What? Tell me this. It was, well, the time, it was the first look, time. It was the first time. Look, I'm a tumble. Let's, let's. It was the first time we recorded with Trap Day. The tra- and they actually haven't recorded that I shot at you. Oh! <laughs> she shot at you. Oh, I remember. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know Ray does not play like that. <laughs> I didn't know Ray don't play like that. My bad. I was corrected and it's fine. Boundaries. Consent is sexy. But, but I set myself up. You person, you were there. You were there. You were there. You were trapped there. You were trapped. I didn't know. Don't don't do this, Wes. Wes, don't do this. Don't do this. Wes, don't do this. You missed hundred percent of the shots. You don't take. What? You got mad? No, we don't have to do this. No, 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 no. Get what's the mic? Get what's the mic? Because I do compliment her heavy. Heavy, cause she's like, okay, I don't have boobs, and she has like the perfect. You did she just do this? Go on, give flowers to her. Give give her flowers. Go ahead. Right, and I I complimented her heavy. I did. I set myself up, but I was like, oh, she cute though. She she's so pretty. She's so she like. You thought you had the lane open? It was three brown skinned women there. I was like, oh, we all super chocolate and oh, we all so pretty. Like, oh my god, like what? This don't never happen. Like in the same room, I was like, she just. She did. It happens. It happens. I'm mad complimentary of women. Like, I am. I feel like all women are at least ten percent lesbian. True. Well, I would at say least, 25. At least. If you're not, you're not fun. At least 25. Would I, would I do anything And for some of them, like, if, if they get a little drunk, it might be 45, 50. Would I do anything past, past like pitching? No. No, me personally, no. But I'm going to compliment you to hell. Because I think you're beautiful. We don't get told we're beautiful enough. So I'm going to be the one that tells you you're beautiful at all times. I'm going to guess everything. If you're... <laughs> you did what? I said I swipe up and tell people they're beautiful like eight times a day. Wes, you ain't shit. Anyway, so, Wes... 
I, I have a question for you. You go pass the mic. So what's the best shoot your shot line you have ever used? The best. I don't really use lines. What do you, what do you the mic. I don't really use lines, but you know, my best thing I feel like is my smile, you know, neck up, I'm pretty beautiful. So, you know what I'm saying? I try to, I try to, you know what I'm saying? I try to, I try to just come at them and anything I say, I, if, I, if I smile, they smile, it's a wrap. But I wanted to tell one, one shot that I shot that didn't really work. What happened? I got this thing with like friend groups and let's say I- A lot of Cincinnati people got this thing with friend yeah, groups. Yeah, I like friend groups, so like I might, <laughs> Holler at this friend. You know what I'm saying? Maybe some go down, maybe some don't. But if something don't, I'm definitely shooting at your friend. And then her friend too. It's only right. I mean, listen. And then the, the worst you... part is when, like you said, somebody screenshot it and they send it all back. Oh, I've definitely been in a couple group chats, but I ain't know about to wait later and just niggas are slandering my good name, but it's okay. Listen, if you apply to a job and the job does not hire you, why can't you apply to the next job? Cause the jobs aren't friends. But listen, recruiters talk. Listen, I'm trying to get. I'm just trying to secure the bag. Hey, girls are friends for like five years anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no. Girls are friends for like a college, a for like a college group. No, we got some ladies in the corner who disagree. No. Okay. Here, I'm gonna get it back. Okay, so I hear everybody chiming in now, hollering at me. I be saying ridiculous shit. But, um, well, I do got a man bun, but it's cute. I know. Thank you. Um, so we want to know if y'all have any questions for the panel. Y'all probably heard, heard some things that we talked about today. Maybe you want to chime in on that. Maybe you have some other topics you want to talk about. Hey, you can we, keep it messy. We would all the shit. Not. We, would, we would all the shit. Don't mention my name. Yeah, anybody got a question? Y'all come up here, grab the mic. I know y'all been wanting to grab the mic. <laughs> you got a question? Ooh. Oh. We can turn you got this a question? to a date show real quick. Because the mic only goes so far, but the mic only goes so far. <laughs> My name is Maya. Hey, Maya. <laughs> Hey, hello. So you guys were talking about uh, Nipsey Hussle earlier uh -huh. and how involved he is in the community and, you know, just outside of his community, different things he was doing just around the world, basically. Right. So, and I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong. What do you guys think about someone like, um, and it's other people from Cincinnati, but I'm going to pick on him. Someone like Adrian Bronner who moved out and does not have any um, charitable like, uh, what is it, like charitable like events or charitable, you know, just uh, neighborhood things. Like if he, like I said, I could be wrong, but I don't think he has like a boxing center. You know, I don't think he's done things for his community where he's grown up. And I get it, like I agree with the moving out, you know, as far as like if you decide to move wherever you wanna move and have this house and have this and have that, I think it's also important to give back to the community. And like I said, I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm picking on him. What do you think of someone like him? He's from Cincinnati and I don't think he has anything going on as far as him putting his money back into the neighborhoods. So I don't know Adrian Bunner personally. But I know if you're about billions, you need to also be about your community. Um, I know, 
I can't even say what I, I can't even like really speak on things I hear in the media, but I will say in general, having worked with athletes in Cincinnati, professional athletes in Cincinnati, and having worked with them from a nonprofit standpoint, I can say that there's no reason that I have to trace somebody down for a $5,000 check that I know the league minimum is $450,000. And I know that you have a contract. I know you're making millions of dollars. And I know where you're living. It's either in Cincinnati or Northern Kentucky. So I know your cost of living is significantly lower than any other person in the NFL. So when you don't have a nonprofit in your home city, which may not be in Cincinnati, or in the city that you're living in currently, I think it's bullshit, personally. There are kids that are just like you growing up. You went through all of these things growing up, right? And you went through all these battles. Your mom was possibly a single mother, or your brother did this, or your cousins did whatever. Like, you made it out into the league. Cool. You're probably taking care of your family, which is a huge expense. A lot of NFL players, not NFL, professional athletes, I'll say, do still take care of their families. But... If you really want to say, like, you doing your thing, if you really want to say you get into all of these things and being this monumental athlete in person, and you have to do something in the community. Like, it costs, what, like $750 to get your 5013C. That's nothing. Like, it costs nothing for you to hire someone who might even be in your family who's already probably on your payroll to manage a nonprofit for you to help the kids in your community so they don't end up, like, some of our friends. And I'm not even going to say, like, again, about anything about Adrian Brunner. But if you got it, you have to give back. Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. Like, I don't have a lot of money to give. But no, it's, it's your birthday. It's, I don't need us. Oh, she said you got the juice. That's cool. Whatever. You don't need no drink. You need to hydrate. Thank you. But okay, so I don't have a lot to give, but like I volunteer time. Like I'm on nonprofit boards in the community. Like I do things in the community that may not necessarily cost money, but it takes time. But these kids need time because they're not getting it in their households. So if you got money, then you need to donate the money to give to people who got the time, at least. Okay, so. I love that. Like, I do. Like, I love Ray because she's hella passionate. Like, she lives everything she says. Like, so to go back to your question, you're talking about AB. So he does have his boxing house or whatever. But in overall, he shouldn't be mis mentioned in the same sense with Nipsey. Like, Period. that's the bottom line. Like, and so Period. you can, there's a lot of athletes that have organizations and stuff. But a lot of that is just tax write-offs. Mm -hmm. And it's just non-problems they do. That their the PR does do. for them. Mm -hmm. And the thing that made Nipsey up so different was that he lived it as far as his personal actions. It's easy when you have an influx of income and you have income you don't need to just be like, or just have PR, just be like, all right, this is taxable income, put that towards that, or to start a nonprofit. But in reality, when it comes down to, you mentioned Nipsey Hussle, that brought you up to AB because he's local, which I get. But in reality, those two should not be mentioned together because what he did was what, how he lived and how he put his actions and his money towards it. So AB does some stuff, but it's, it's not enough I about mean, it. And so, and there's no, it's one of them things like, you are not, and that's your point, which I get. Like, you don't have to do, like, being, be doing good what you do and making a lot of money does not entitle you to have to give back. They're public athletes, so we entitle them. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of CEOs that we don't challenge to do that. And they have the same incomes because they're not the public face. We don't look at them like that. So here's the there's, thing. And so, so here's the thing. No, there's a lot of black seals and like different I, things. Like, it she, should be a general <laughs> thing. And I'm going to just wrap this up with this. And you can go ahead. Like, it, it should be a general consensus 
that if you are doing well, you invest something to give back to your community. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're an athlete, if you're a CEO, if you're in tech, if you're an entrepreneur, whatever it is, everyone has something to give back. So, and because you mentioned Nipsey, we're going to go off of that. And his legacy, without mentioning other person you mentioned, is feeding off of that. Like, he lived by it. He showed it. And that's what you do. Like, you live by it. You don't just write those checks that you really don't care about. You don't know where they go. You go to these nonprofit organizations that they just go to the CEO of that organization. Like, it's a matter of looking at what is actually coming from the money that you spend in those organizations. Exactly. LeBron just, has a whole like, school. I mean, like, you're absolutely right school. to an extent. And uh, just to wrap up the topic of the question, I feel like Stephen is absolutely right. Once you ascend to a certain level, and as you're ascending, you owe it to yourself and to your community to give back. This is a com You cannot take from a community you do not give back from. And we are all right now in a position of taking. We have to. That's how we survive. You know what I mean? But if you get to your level of success and you become so far removed from who you are and how to, and what it took for you to get back there, you lost the entire meaning of what it means to actually make it. So I just think that there's a level of humility and a level of gratitude that you have to have as you continue to climb. Even right now, there's not any of us who are sitting in this room. We all, if you're sitting in this room, you're in a position of privilege, period. I don't care what that privilege looks like. You are drinking. You are out having a good time. This is your time. So you can't tell me that you don't have time. You make time for what's important. And if you don't have capital, you can always have time. And you can find something to invest your time into, even if it's an hour, even if it's a minute, even if it's a moment. And it doesn't take joining you know, a service organization per se or a sorority or whatever or fraternity at that matter per se to do it. You can go do it. You know what I mean? I, um, Shirley Chisholm actually has a quote that your service is the tax that you pay for your existence on this earth. You owe that. So, is there any more questions? I was gonna say, we got any more questions? I'm gonna start picking on people in a minute. Y'all niggas not this quiet in person. <laughs> what we got over there? V. How? What's up, Marcus? My so, nigga V. How? You got a question? Kiddos, Godfather's in the house. Marcus, come on. Come, nope, come on. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all right. yeah. ain't got nothing else? <laughs> ain't no next step. He a real educator. All right. All right. Okay. Educate this. All right. Okay. I, I, my brother, my brother hope, uh, told me to kind of speak on something. Uh, shout out to my brother, Jock and Ron B. I don't know if he's in here, but he told me to speak on something. He told me to speak on the idea of black male privilege. He, that's what he told me to speak on. So, hey, you are. Yeah, yeah. All, right. All right. And so I look at it, and so we go with this topic while we while we, we allow people to think. Um, it's for me. I look at being black and being male is kind of a contradiction in this, in today's society because it's like any privilege I would have from being a man in this in this patriarchal society kind of gets counteracted by the racist shit. You know what I'm saying? And so I think being a black man in this society is kind of like, yeah, like we're supposed to have some privilege, but any privilege that we would have compared to like a white man or compared to a lot of people in this country kind of gets counteracted by the racist society that we're in. And I just looked at the, the wage gap reports that came out. Black men and black women make like 2% difference. So it's like comparatively to like everybody else, we're kind of almost in the same boat, at least corporate financially is concerned. Because you 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 make it a face. Okay. So <clears throat> to be a black person, period, 
is there, right? And when we start talking about black men versus black women, you have to understand your position as far as patriarchy goes. You have privilege because you're a man. If me and you both walk into a room simultaneously with the same credentials, the same accolades, the exact same position, you are more than likely, I need you to understand, more than likely to get looked or get an opportunity because you are a man. Your black male privilege, kiss my ass, Bryson, we had, you had your opportunity, okay? What I'm saying, as male, if you take race, okay. Here, no, 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 no. So if you, if you take, the, take the race up out of it, you and I, Actually, no, the race matters. Like, if as a looking. black woman and a black man, if we both walk into the room with the exact same accolades, the fact that you are the male, the fact that you are the male in the position gives you the opportunity over me all day, every day. And that's how that works. That's how that is going to work. That's how it, is, it has historically worked. Okay? How is it, why is that racial, though? Like, why is it black? And what you just said, why is that black male versus, because why is that, that as male against female? Asked. If we take race out of the picture, it's the same scenario because you have to understand the role that male patriarchy plays into the so system. Is it, I'm, so when the question was asked, I'm like, is there something specifically about black males? Or is you just saying male versus female? Both. So what is it about because black if we, specifically? Okay, so as a like, black, tied okay, to that. Okay. I can never speak in the position of a black man. I'm not a black man. Okay. Okay. I will never even try to go down that lane. The one thing I can do is relate to your struggles because I, too, am black. Okay, that's the that's the line. That's that's where we relate. Okay, the struggles that I also face as a black woman are also prevalent. That's nothing you can experience because you're not a black woman. I am. Right. I don't believe in the oppression Olympics. We both have our own struggles. We both have our own thing that we're going to have to fight. And if we start talking about who has it worse, we're going to be here all fucking day. I ain't got time for that. If you understand that I as a black woman face X, Y, and Z, and I can come to you as a black man and feel supported, heard, and loved, then we can continue to do whatever relationship thing we got going on, platonic or, or romantic. But if you start pulling, well, you're not a black man, you'll never know what it feels like to be out here as a black man. I, as a black woman, are also still oppressed by black men. That's and completely you have to understand separate of what we're talking also, about, though. It's not. It's no, not. what is your, it's like, not. What, how does it's that not. play into saying that the we have that privilege? What is the privilege? The fact that you don't see how that plays into it is, no, is, is an extension of your privilege. No, it's not. It's yes, not. it is. Because the fact that you, you are saying that, that the same thing plays both hands. That doesn't, that's the not a privilege. The fact that you can't see how black male privilege plays into the oppression of black no, women is an extension of your privilege. What I'm saying with that is what your point is saying, you can't experience what I'm going through. And you, and I, and you're saying that I can't experience what you're going through. So neither when of us is the last time it. as a black man you have sent your location to your homeboys while you were out on a date? When is the last time as a black man you had to make sure that your drink wasn't getting roofied? Okay, when was the last time as a black man points. you no, had to cover your own ass? When's points. the last time as a black man somebody told you, text me when you make it home? When's the last time as a black man... No, but that's what I'm saying. It's an extension of privilege. And what's what I'm saying? When is the last time as a black man? My, my, my group chat has my location on right now. When's the last time you felt like you had to do that? That is privilege. It that is, is a privilege. privilege. It is a privilege. Okay. 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 Here's the well, we if, if we did it racially, there's two sides to it. One, one I will 100% from a political standpoint, America is trying to, to disintegrate what a black family is. They 100% are. And that's even why we're even having this conversation over a privilege of a black man over a black woman. Because that is a, that is a separation that, sh that they want to happen. Why? Because at the end of the day, the black woman is the head of the household. 
The black woman is the head of, of the snake. The black woman is the head of everything. If you cut us off, you cut everything else off. And not just because we can have children, not just because we can bear children, but because we can bear the weight of what a black man goes through, which is double the weight of anything else. So as a black woman, we're, we're not just over-sexualized by black and white men, and any man, to be done. We're not just over-sexualized. We're not just looked at upon as a bitch, a hoe, or somebody who can twerk. We're not, or a ratchet, we're not just, we're, or all of those things. We're a mother, we're a protector, we have to cook, we have to clean, we have to know how to twerk. We have to also know how to be articulate in boardrooms. We have to know how to do everything. And don't let one of these crispy white girls get some ass and start shaking it on YouTube. Oh, then we get compared to that shit too. Because we also have to compare to that. Because now it's not just enough, it's not just enough to be a smart, beautiful black woman. Now you have to have a body. Now you have to have all of these other things to compare to what, to what society is telling us we as black women should be. So as a black man, one, you're already not a righty because you're a black man. So white women, you're, oh my God, you're a black man, you're this, you're that. And I see there's white women here, so don't take this any kind of way. But, I mean, there's the Mandingo theory. Like, I mean, it is. So you're already put on a pedestal because, because you are a black man. Now we have to put you on a pedestal. Everybody else is putting y'all on a pedestal. And we're like, damn, can we get on a pedestal? Can we not just be a baby mama? Can, we get, can, can someone marry us? Can we not just be the girl that you've been dating for six years while you've been building your career, while you're a CEO, while you're making six figures, and we're putting everything into you, but what are we putting into ourselves? So when we say that you guys have a privilege to something, you do have a privilege because you're a man. One, you have a privilege because you're a man. Two, you have a privilege because you're a black man, and, and, and I don't care what anyone says, that is, it's the hottest thing in America. It may not be the most respected, it may not be the most um, protected, but it's the hottest thing in America right now. The hottest we thing are in America not, is a black We are woman. still not, we are, to, uh, to us, we got an to audience society, we are not. Or we got an audience feedback. You wanna go ahead and give us your name, love? Hi guys, I'm Taylor. Hey, Taylor. <laughs> um, I was just gonna piggyback off of what y'all said. Um, I think y'all made brilliant points, that's all very true. I think sometimes we kind of get like super wrapped up in like the politics and the statistics of it all. It's like, do black women get married? Are we paid the same? Are we X, Y, and Z? But all of those have the same root, which is patriarchy. We live at an intersection of being black and being a woman. We don't get to separate them. So when we kind of get asked these questions, it's like, how we, there's no right answer because we don't, we don't have a perspective of being just a woman or being just black, you know what I'm saying? So like all these are kind of just residual effects of us being women and the, the root of it is that we don't have the same freedoms that men do because of patriarchy. Right. Like our agency, our ability to decide what we wanna do, any decision we make is viewed differently through the lens of us being women as opposed to a man. And I agree. We, when we want to do the exact same things. And that's that's really all the same crust. Of right. The, the issue that I have with these conversations is thank like, you. thank you, Taylor. Thank you. thank you, by the way. Appreciate you. The issue that I have with these kind of thank conversations you. is that it becomes divisive when we should be trying to be understanding. Right. And although me and Steven just disagreed, <laughs> just, just disagreed, that's still my brother. And I'd swing first and foremost. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, he's a black man. I'm going to defend him because he's a black man. And then when we get home, I'm going to explain how wrong he is, okay? You know what I, I'm saying? I look at, I look at it. I look, uh, being a... <laughs> oh, so have I. <laughs> so have I. 
Yeah, and I definitely understood your point. It's not about right or wrong. And I think that's where we get it fucked up. Because that's where I say I don't I don't believe in the oppression Olympics. Like you're gonna have a struggle, but I need you to understand that as far as being a male, because you are male, there is privilege. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's all I'm saying. Are there any more audience questions? Yes, ma'am. Come on up. Come on up. Come on, Alex. Here we go. Is there another Alex? Your name's Alex too? Hey, friend. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex. <laughs> hey, Alex. So I'm going to keep it neutral. I mean, nah, be messy. my friend's identity. Sure. Um, you guys were earlier talking about shooting shots within friend in the groups. In the mic, in the mic, in the mic. Earlier, you were talking about shooting shots within friend groups. I have a friend uh -oh. that is out there, you know, single, ready to mingle. Yikes. But they're a little eager with every friend I post. <gasps> and I want to support this friend. <laughs> Y'all are so messy in the back. The back is messy. Y'all are so messy. Y'all ain't shit. Y'all not shit. Okay, friend, I am not looking at you. I didn't give you a No, look at me. Look at us. 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 They told on you. It wasn't me. But how can I best support this friend? Because I want them to find love and be happy. But, like, they got to... Well, be more selective. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I got this one. Hold on. Uh, okay, I, I got this one. I got this one. I got this one. All right. So, so first, so first things first, right? When you are single, especially like I know when yeah. you know what I'm saying like when I got, you know, sometimes niggas go through droughts. Let's keep it on it. Niggas go through droughts, and so, so when you so so. So when so if you go on through so if you if you go on through a drought for whatever reason maybe you're trying to make sure you're focusing on better on yourself maybe you just got out of a relationship and you're not you haven't been ready for a minute you know when you finally get back in there it's hard you know it's easy to go full speed ahead what I would recommend to you as a friend is you know your friends and you know what your friend personalities are and you know which friend is best for him and which isn't because shout out to my friends. Listen, first and foremost, we're not gonna pretend like we're not gonna pretend like they they ain't just snitch, snitch on that nigga. If you get jammed up, I'm just keeping the name private because I care. Um, but I say you know what's best for your friend. This goes for both parties. You know what's best for your friend. You know the personality traits that work for that friend and don't work for that friend. I've had plenty of friends where I see even post somebody and I'm just like, who's that? They're like, no, she's not good for you. Just stay away. She's crazy. And sometimes you listen, and sometimes you don't. And then you realize when you don't listen that she was crazy. You shouldn't have messed with her. So as a friend, I would say, you, she knows she's crazy. Um, as a friend, she, you got to guide him or her. You got to guide them to the person that you know is going to make them happy. You got to kind of help them help themselves is what I would say. All right, I'm going to say this. <laughs> what you got? Don't, look, don't do that. So at the end of the day, you got to know what you want out of it. So are you just look, are you looking for a future wife, a girlfriend? You looking at somebody trying to hit? Like it don't matter. Like what you're looking for makes a big difference. That's, but that's a real Stephen ass answer. It is like because it's that's different a real Stephen ass because answer. depending what you want to do is how you move different. So if you just trying to, it's a numbers game. So like it it really like y'all might not like it. It's a numbers game. If you are trying to just do that, it's a numbers game. So if you shoot, if you just want to like. It, no, it's no. This is what I'm saying. If you were trying to just find a girl to, to like, you want to smash or whatever. You like every girl. If you shoot at a hundred attractive girls that you find attractive, your odds are better than if you only shoot at six. 
that's but, what I'm saying. If that's what you want. Now, if you're looking for something more. I was like, we got to talk shot selection, okay? Because, again, we, we talk about shooting shots, but shot selection. Okay, yeah, like that's what it like. And I have also touched on exactly. Curry, you know, he can shoot from the three. But I've also, other players well, can't. If you know how, where you can shoot from, I have also touched on this in like a previous episode. There are rules to this shit. There okay? definitely are rules. And I feel like, all right, it's very evil. Stay out of friend groups. No. Yes. You do stay it. out if of friend groups. If you're going to do it, this is how you do it. Okay. <laughs> if you're going to do it, make them come for you. Make them come was, for you. I was in a situation where I was talking to a shorty, and. Like, me and him had a great vibe, but I also understood that, like, my friends are pretty. My friend, I like, I have a pretty ass friend group. Shout out to y'all. You know but everybody's not you, though. Remember that. Relax. This. Relax. I'm saying, like, for real, though, like, a lot I mean, of people so are not cool out. with hear that. Out, hear me out. So if I was talking, I was, hear me out. Let me finish. Can I finish my story? Okay. So if you were, I was talking to a shorty, and I understood that me and his vibe was great, but he was also, it was nothing serious. And there was nothing, it was very surface level, okay? If he was interested or like that, the one thing he should have done, like how he got it fucked up, was he should have came to me about old girl and I would have put you on myself. He shot at my friend group instead of coming to me about it. So and it's two things with up. this. No, no, that's it's... You up. So when I said not everybody up. is like you, the reason I said that is like, in friend groups, you have insecure friends in those groups too. So... When you I have, won't say but no, but no, friends. I think but everybody you can. has insecurity. No, you can have certain groups that are more like that are. You can have some that are more mature, some are less mature, some more secure, some are not. But at the end of the day, if you just communicate what you're doing, communication will get you a long way. Like, Honestly, like it was like I'm a. Sh- if it don't work out, I'm gonna holler to her. Like no. y'all are being so fucking no. messy, right? No, y'all ain't shit, Taylor, Tanea, y'all not shit. I said what I said. I said what I said. Y'all not shit. You're, you're allowing someone the option. It would be a communication. Here's the thing. With communication, you allow someone to make a choice. If you don't communicate, you take the opportunity to make that choice away from so you. And that's all I'm saying. No, because, okay, so that's when you that's when you understand where you're at. But see, that's the ultimate way of understanding where you actually are in this relationship. Because he was just like, but vibes don't lie. If you're hanging out with a shorty and, you know what I'm saying, it's cool, but you're still doing you, you're, he's still doing him, it's very casual, it's very surface level, and he's like, okay, well, you're great, but I also think your friend, I would like to take your friend out. He has to also understand that once you do that, oh. you can't come back to me. That's a wrap. You cannot. Well, and if my friend doesn't want to go out with you, and if my friend doesn't want to go out with you, then you you just lost out on everybody. Wait. So I, it's no, you were in the group chat. Right. Got, just understand that you are now in the group chat. Hold on. Exactly. Hold on. You said that you should, that they should have came to you, and then you put them on. But I've had a lot of times where chicks like, oh, you couldn't come talk to me. Like, why you haven't heard talk to me? Like, that's another thing we but get. So I'ma just shoot my shot and see what land, whether honesty, it's your friend or not. Listen, like, honesty is the best policy, and I and like. Like Diddy just said, you take away my choice, to, my my option to choose when you become like the snaky ass nigga. Now I got to cut you off. And if you decide to move crazy, now I got to slap you and her. Well. Okay. <laughs> but, but, so. <laughs> right, mad slaps. Everybody get a slap. But, may, but, but we talk about shot selection. So I will, so Alex, to finish off your question, I will tell, I will tell your friend to be mindful of their shot selection. Because every shot's not a good shot. Uh, 
Right. Every. <laughs> they over there coaching as he's speaking. Y'all over there coaching while he's speaking. We see. You hear what they said up there? Yeah. Hey. Hey. We. Y'all hey. Listen. We gonna pray. We gonna pray. We for him, man. We gotta pray for him. But like, it's all about scholarships. Every shot ain't a good shot. Sometimes you can't just be shooting from half court. You can't. You gotta know. You gotta know. You gotta know your range. Know your range. Know your personnel. I mean, I mean, you gotta, you gotta shoot. Are there any other questions from the audience? Any other questions from the audience? Nobody. Anybody? 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 Bryson, you got something? Fuck that. Fuck y'all. Y'all know what time it is. <laughs> Shawnee, we see you, boo. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. All the way. Wait, hold on. We got a couple different cities in the house. Wait a minute. For our first inaugural. Podcast, I know. So I'm gonna get mushy for a sec. Can I? We've been waiting to get here all day. It's, it's, it's your birthday. Okay. So I first want to just say thank you to my my the hostess with the mostest, the man behind the plan, Calvin C Diddy. I need y'all to understand how much work this man actually puts in to make sure this shit happens, and how much like y'all. This event was free ninety nine. Y'all paid for drinks like, and. And that takes a lot. And there was a lot that we went through. There's a lot I know you went through. And I just personally want to say thank you for the opportunity of having me and having us. And listen, y'all could be anywhere in the world right now. But you're here with me. You know what I'm saying? So I want to say shout out. Can y'all give a round of applause to, to Calvin real quick? No, no, niggas. No, niggas. Let's go. Show some love. Thank you. Thank you. Also, we have some people that put some miles in their little cars for us. Is anybody from Dayton in the house? Uh, a little louder, a little louder, a little louder, thank you. Is there anybody from Columbus in the house? <laughs> a little louder, a little louder. <laughs> All right, anybody come from Forest Park, Springdale, Sharonville, <laughs> Bearfield? <laughs> if you had to take 275 at any point to come to us, we appreciate you. <laughs> It's the west side in the house. You know what I'm saying? Hey. West side is the West Side. Hills in the house, okay. What about KY? That's where I drove Anyone, from. From Norfolk, Kentucky. Norfolk, shout out yeah. to all the people who cross, cross oh, that bridge. KY. You, see you back there. Is anybody fresh off work? Came here? Did, did anybody have to get a babysitter to be here? We appreciate y'all too. Single mothers' lives matter. You know what I'm saying? Single fathers in the house. Thank you. Anybody had to put their pet up? Go feed, walk the dog? <laughs> if you have to compromise your evening at all to be here with us, we appreciate you, baby. Thank you. Thank you. We want, can y'all give it one more time for our panelists? We got Ray Ball and SB in the building. Y'all real dry. I need a little louder. Can you, and I need, hold on, because I know you bought out, you bought the whole city out. The whole city of KY came out. Can y'all give it up for our MC for the night? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I'm drunk. <laughs> Can I ask you? Hey, y'all, I'm drunk. Let me have things. Shout out to Covington. You know what I'm saying? The whole city of Carolina. I said what I said. But no, go ahead. All right, and, and one final thing. Um, we are celebrating the birthday. As you see by the balloons, as you see by the crown, and you know what I'm saying? We, as we see by everything. Um, so if you could, if you could, if everybody could real quick, just sing happy birthday. If everybody could sing happy birthday 
to the co-host, the official co-host. Um, the official? Um, because real shit, hey, real shit. I ain't know if I was gonna continue doing this, right? Like we talk about blood, sweat, tears, hard work, all that shit. Niggas got burnt out around January. Not gonna hold you. I ain't know if I was gonna do this anymore, cause like you, you just pressing and pressing, and you didn't see no return, right? She came in, kind of motivated me to continue to do it. All right. Uh, we we talked about this. You can't talk. We talk, um. She motivated me to continue to do it. She 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 helped me when I wasn't able to help myself sometimes. Um. And really just really kind of push through. <laughs> and so, Ali, we appreciate you. Happy birthday. This, this, we're celebrating for you. Oh, so the official code. Cause we, you had the interim tag for a minute, but we're we going to take that off. We're going to take that off. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, franchise. Franchise on the prom. Congratulations. So if we can sing happy birthday, the black version on three. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. We got any more birthdays in the house? April. I know we got one over here. Taisha, it's her birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday. Anybody else birthdays this month? Hey. Okay, let's hey. all take shots. We all gonna take a shot before we leave. You know what I'm saying? And if anyone has a final call for questions, because after this we better wrap up. Yeah, at the final call. Yes, nigga, you you called the nigga out four, out four times, like shit. Last call for questions. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just line up if you got questions. Actually, Bryson gonna be our last question. No, so, 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 so he should so let it go first. I'm ready to go drink. Go ahead, Bryson. We're gonna end right. up, Bryson. I'm ready to go drink. All right. So we hey, were having. What's up? What's up? What's up? Tell the people who you are. Where you from? Uh, my name is Bryson Hudgens Owens. Uh, from three names. <laughs> two last names. Um. You can't trust a nigga with three names. You can't, you can't trust a nigga with two first names. Bro, um, so I'm from Atlanta by way of Detroit. So from Detroit, originally moved here from Atlanta, where oh, I've so been for. Oh, you keep thing on you. <laughs> um, ask the question, brother. Ask, ask question. I'll jump into. Um, we were having like kind of a sidebar question, so I want to bring that sidebar conversation into the last question that you guys kind of had. Um, as far as basically, um, dudes or even from the male perspective, women or whatever, um, basically infiltrating the friend group or whatever. So. So basically, if, if a male or a female successfully infiltrates the friend group, um, does that... <laughs> is this Call of Duty Black Ops, nigga? Like, modern warfare? What are we doing? I don't, I, I don't think it always goes the way of like just asking someone it, it and not it, it, being it shot down. Like, but so if, 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 someone, if someone successfully infiltrates the friend group or whatever, does that necessarily bar them like I said, man or woman, to look at it from if a girl you were messing with successfully ended up messing with one of your dudes without you knowing, and then the typical, of course, if a dude successfully um, makes it into your friend group, vice versa. Um, but basically, if they successfully make it, does that necessarily bar them from messing with you? I find it ironic that you asked Thank this question. Uh, Thank you for coming up. We appreciate that. It depends on a friend group, for real. It depends on a friend group. <laughs> 
I find it ironic Bryson asked this question. Listen, if you get jammed up, if you get jammed up, um, then again, nothing to do with your girl. Nothing to do with your girl. So I honestly think if, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think there's plenty of dick to go around. You know what I'm saying? I don't necessarily have to share with my homegirls if we don't want to. If we don't want to, then we don't have to. You know what I'm saying? Some of your friend group want to, if y'all want to, that's on y'all. That's, it depends how big your friend group is. That's on y'all. It's hella variables claim women to it. that don't claim you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of y'all claim women that don't claim you because you're trying to block, but that's a different And a lot of... <laughs> Never mind. Hey, if you know, you know. If you know... Uh, we ladies of ladies of pimps, like, pimps too. Dave like, Z fan, ladies of pimps too. Okay, so that's how what's, what's, what's you, what's you guys, guys answer you know to his what? question though? That's how threesomes happen. Let's be honest. That's exactly how threesomes happen. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's exactly how threesomes pop up. Alex, you have a question? Alex. No, no, no. Oh, it was you. Oh. Uh, this is the last question of the night. Hello. Tell the people who you are. Hi everyone. I'm Jasmine. Hi Jasmine. Hi. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, my question is pretty simple. Can you get out of, change a situationship into a relationship? Absolutely not. And how? Well, well, so, hold on. Hold on, no, no, no. I'm no, we're going to answer this. We're going to, so. Who is we going to Hold on. No, we going to start at this and work our way down. So, she asked, can you change from a situationship to a relationship? You definitely can. And it's like, it's, it depends. Because ultimately, usually situationships are one person more into it to the other. Like, that's usually what creates situationships. No, no. Friends with benefits are we on the same page. A situationship is when one is more, it could fall into that. But usually a situationship is labeled when one person kind of wants more than the other person. And y'all like, whatever. But it can definitely be upgraded. So sometimes it just takes more patience. The other person might not just be ready for that yet. Here's the thing. Absolutely so? not. I'm sorry. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no because in my head, and I'm just a very, like, stubborn person. You're Aries. Aries as hell. Once I got it made up in my head where you are with things, you got to be a strong nigga to climb up out of where I think you are. You know yes. what I'm saying? There's got to be something that happens between you and I that changes my projection or my perception of you. If you were just some nigga I was fucking around with, we dated a couple times, it's going to take a lot for me to be able to take that man serious. Because I'm like, that was never the nature of our relationship. Like, and a lot of times he has to approach me with that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I know this is just what we were, but I see things this way. And if I'm like, I can see that. Or if I can't see that, then that'll be where we go. But honestly, it's, I've never had a situation turn into a relationship. It was either we were fucking and that was it, or we, we went into this knowing that we wanted more from each other. Okay, a situation is a lazy relationship because there's a ship at the end. So that means there's two people that are involved that want to be involved with each other. Friends with benefits are just like two people y'all probably just fucking, right? Someone's that gonna late get, night text? Someone's gonna, and sometimes you do answer, but like, not you personally, but like people answer. But like, realistically, a situation like, it's honestly, it's bullshit. Like, you either in a relationship or we fucking. Like, if that, that middle ground is like, what is that? Because I mean, okay, I'm, I'm at 30 years old. I really don't want to just be fucking for fucking. Like, damn, like, who's, yeah? Yeah, right. 
Like, yeah, like, I mean, I would, I would, I would, I love, I would love to have great sustainable dick, which is like dick that comes around that's good for you. And it's lovely. That is, it is not recycled throughout the community, but it is recycled within you. And I hold it. Right, right. So it is you. It is eco-friendly. It is good for your soul. And it's vice versa. And we rock it to bed. Right, right. But here's the thing, like, a situation shit, like, what are we doing? What's the point of a situation shit? We get our Jill Scott on occasionally, you know what I'm saying? Then we might as well just be two people, but we might as well just be two people having sex at that point. Hey, it's Uchi Wally and one mic over here, okay? I mean, I'm just saying, if I'm in a situation, I want to be laid up and you you like me, I like you, we're going somewhere. But other than that, we're just... No. Yeah, you can definitely turn a situation into a relationship. Because so. first and foremost, it's a you said it yourself. It's a lazy relationship. Did you not? Yeah, lazy. And, and, so and, so, if I, and so if niggas want to suddenly work hard, it's a relationship. Am I wrong? So you don't just suddenly want to work hard because then you want to take because, a break too. Because you want to get. Because I also don't believe in rushing into a relationship before you're ready. And but a situation is not rushing into a relationship. And as long as you can, if you if you properly communicate, if you properly communicate, mm. communication is always the key. If you properly you communicate your intentions, your mindset before you get in anything, everyone should know where they at. And then when you properly communicate, hey, I'm ready for a committed relationship, you can easily get that. All right, so we're a little bit torn on this one. I will admit, I've never turned a situation into a relationship, but it just sounded like that would work. I don't know though, but y'all convince me. <laughs> Sound good. Situationship, relationship, just somebody just need to get in my DMs. We could just make whatever happen y'all want. Um, his, his DMs are open. Wesley West's DMs are open. Wide open. Two Wes's and both of the Wes's, though. Um, but we want to thank y'all for coming out one more time. Thank you for your interaction. Um, this is the first one, but it won't be the last. You hear me? And, and shout out to SB Events. We will be at having a brunch here on Sunday. Got to shout out him. Guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, thank everyone for coming out. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Drinks are still at the bar. So if you want, you know, stay, get some drinks. We appreciate you. Thank you all. Make sure you uh, like, follow, subscribe, Shoot your comment, shot all of it. You know, it's going to be a hot summer. Shoot your shot. And... Shout out one more time. Shout out to Kula Kula. They provided the food tonight. Shout out to Agnes Kitchen. They also provided the lemonade today. So thank you. Have a good night, y'all. Drive safe. If you need an Uber, go ahead and do it, man. Your car will be here tomorrow.